doesn't love a good plate of nachos? Melted cheese, crispy chips, bell peppers, and green onions. What more could you want? And whether it's game day, you're having a movie night, or you just had a wicked bad craving, this is the post for you. Well, today, we're going to take a look at how you can make great nachos at home whenever you want. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and this is the secret to great nachos at home. Step one, the nachos. It should come as no surprise that great nachos start with great tortilla chips. With poor quality chips, you can only make poor quality nachos. What then is it that makes a tortilla chip good or bad? First and foremost, take a look at the bag. Are most of the chips intact or half them broken and crumbled in the bottom of the bag? If they are broken, that obviously isn't a very good sign. Other than that, it is more a trial and error type situation. I will say that bags labeled as restaurant style or restaurant quality will generally have thicker and stronger chips than regular bags. One final point I'll make about the chips is that you don't have to buy the most expensive bag you can find, but you don't want the cheapest one either. Buying the cheapest bag will probably lead to sad nachos. Step 2. The cheese. Types of cheese. There are a million different kinds of cheese that you can choose for your nachos, but what one do you really want? Do you want to go crazy and put some nice Swiss on there, uh, or blue cheese, or do you want to keep it simple? Cheddar, matzah, maybe a three cheese mixture with cheddar, matzah, and Monterey Jack? How can you choose? For my money, I'm a fan of either just cheddar, preferably a mild cheddar, or a three cheese mixture. If you want to use a three cheese mixture, it is definitely better to buy the cheese whole, grate, and mix it yourself. There are a few reasons for this. First of all, you can control the ratios of the different types of cheese. Secondly, pre-grated cheese and mixed cheeses usually have anti-caking agents like cellulose in them. And you just don't want, uh, you just don't really know what you're getting. How much cheese? As for how much cheese to use, don't go too crazy. It's actually better to go a little lighter than you might expect. Too much cheese can lead to soggy nacho chips due to the oils being released as the cheese melts. Ideally, a thin, even coating of cheese is best. This will give you maximum flavor without causing the chips to go soggy. Step 3. Vegetables. Most commonly the vegetables that appear on nachos are bell peppers, onions, tomatoes, green onion, and pickled jalapeno. I'm completely fine with all of these except the tomato. Generally nachos are going to be served with salsa which is made of tomatoes, so putting tomatoes on nachos is kind of redundant to me. Also, like adding too much cheese, tomatoes will cause the chips to go soggy. As for the other vegetables like the bell peppers and onions, there is one small thing that you can do that will drastically improve the quality of your nachos. What could that possibly be? Pre-cook the vegetables. Seems pretty obvious, right? But almost no one does it. Take your nachos from okay to great by taking three minutes, heating up a frying pan with a touch of oil, and sauteing the peppers and onions just until they start to soften. This will take, again, three to five minutes. The spoon, then spoon the vegetables over the nachos and bake them like you normally would. For the jalapenos, pickled is definitely the most common way to go. However, don't discount the impact of a few slices of fresh jalapeno can have on your nachos. These could honestly be pre-cooked with the other vegetables or put on raw and cooked only as long as it takes to melt the cheese. For pickled jalapenos, drain as much of the liquid off as you can before putting them on your chips. Step 4. Meat. Meat or no meat. I prefer steak on my nachos. Some people like ground beef, chicken, or pork. Some people don't like meat on them at all. Really, this all comes down to personal preference. Of course, I do have a couple of tips if you're planning on putting meat on your nachos. 
First of all, and this should go without saying, cook the meat before putting it on your nachos. Having said that, when it comes to steak, I will often cook the whole steak to rare, let it rest, slice it thin, and put it on the nachos. This way, by the time the cheese is melted, the steak is cooked, but not overcooked. As for other meats, just make sure they are hot when they go on the nachos. If you're using leftover chicken or pulled pork, you don't want it to come straight out of the fridge and onto the nachos. It just won't heat up enough. One final point is that small pieces of meat are better than big pieces of meat when it comes to nachos. A lot of small pieces evenly spread makes for a much better eating experience than a handful of large pieces on a quarter of the chips. Step 5. Layers? To layer or not to layer. Both layered and non-layered nachos have their benefits and their downsides. Let's look at them both. Layered. Layered nachos are layers of cheesy goodness. However, there is a downside in that it takes a lot longer to bake layered nachos unless you bake it in stages. Whether you bake in stages or not, you risk overcooking the chips in order to get all the cheese melted. Layered nachos should be baked on 350 for about 15 to 25 minutes in order to melt the cheese all the way through. Single layered nachos. Single layered nachos, in my opinion, are far superior to multi layered nachos. All the chips are more evenly coated with cheese and the other toppings. They take less time to bake, and there's no risk of coming upon a pocket of unmelted cheese. Single layered nachos should be baked on 400 degrees Fahrenheit for 12 to 15 minutes. Step 6 Sauce on or off? Unless you are a psychopath, leave the sauces off. Okay, okay, that may be a bit judgmental, but why would you put sauces on your nachos when you know it's only going to make this chip soggy? Just use them as dips. A little bit of salsa, sour cream, maybe some guacamole. That's all you need. Just keep it on the side. Dip your chips. Maybe have a little spoon. Spoon it on. Whatever you want to do, just don't put it on the nachos. We went through all this effort not to make the chips soggy. You're just going to make them soggy. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Conclusion. Nachos can be a great snack to prepare when a bunch of friends come over for those nights when you don't really feel like cooking a full meal, or just to fill a craving. You can obviously do whatever you want with your nachos, but if you follow my recommendations, you'll have delicious nachos every single time. Now, do you have any nacho secrets that you'd like to share? Tell me about them on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash food in five. And as always, thanks for listening. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in Five. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.